Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Melissa Fung made international news when seven years ago, as a reporter covering the war in Afghanistan, she was kidnapped and held hostage for 28 days by the Taliban. Tonight at 7 on Global Television's great public affairs program, 16 by 9, Melissa Fung will detail her return visit to Afghanistan and her assessment of the war, which claimed the lives of 158 members of the Canadian military and more than 2,500 Canadian and U.S. military combined. Was this long war worth it? And what ultimately is the fate of the men and the women and the children of Afghanistan with the uh, Western troops mostly gone? Melissa Fung joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Melissa, thank you for making time, and I remember well how um, harrowing it seemed to me when I first heard your story and, and what, you'd en- what you'd endured seven years ago, and so relieved that you that you were able to extricate yourself from that situation. Um, it, it all comes back very, very clearly. How are you? Hi, Roy. It's good to be with you. I'm really good. I am... Uh... It seems so so long ago, uh, and it was seven years. I keep I keep thinking it's been longer than that, and sometimes it does feel surreal, like it happened to somebody else. But I, I'm really good, uh, as you will see from um, our show tonight on sixteen by nine. So tell us, please, what it is that that made you want to go back to Afghanistan and revisit where you were and where you were held captive. What made it imperative for you that you do that you know we've been talking so much about refugees right we saw the the first plane load of syrian refugees arrive in toronto this week we forget that 20 percent of all the refugees flooding into europe they're afghan and they're you know we want to think that the war is over right as you said we you know we lost so many soldiers over there and it seems like it was so long ago, but it, for for Afghans, it's still going on. It's not over. Their country is not stable, and they, as much as the Syrians are, are desperate, desperate to leave. So I really felt like it was a good time to go back and talk to some people who were trying to leave and, and some people who are stuck, and the people who are stuck are the people in the refugee camp. There are people who live in that camp who lived there seven years ago, you know, so, and they have no hope of ever getting out, even, you know, trying to, trying to join that flood going into Europe. So I felt like it was a good time, um, that it was timely because we are talking about refugees so much this year. Yeah, we are. Uh, tell us a little bit about, and you just mentioned uh, that we're going to see the refugees and people that have been in this camp for seven years and have no real hope of changing their lives. What else are you going to, without giving it all away, what else are we going to find out about uh, Afghanistan today? What what did you bring back with you? You know, one of the things that we felt we fought for were women's rights. Remember, under the Taliban, they had basically none, right? They, you know, couldn't leave the house without a male to accompany them. They couldn't work. They couldn't go to school. And so we, what we, what I wanted to do was, figure out how much progress has been made in terms of uh, women's rights. And there, there has been a lot of progress. So we look at that issue a little. But along with that progress comes this whole idea that everything that we've achieved is really fragile. You know, we saw 
back in October, the Taliban overran one of the biggest cities in the country, Kunduz, and the first people they target were women. So we'll talk to some of the women who really had to flee, almost like it was Taliban days again. And, you know, we met up with them in, in Kabul, where it's relatively safer. So we'll hear from them. We'll hear from schoolgirls. You know, that's another great um, great story of progress in Afghanistan over the last 14 years is that there are now three to four million girls in school. And there were none when the Taliban ruled. But we visit a school where the, the schoolgirls are still being threatened. Um, by the Taliban, and and we hear their stories about wanting to persevere and keep going to school, and 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 they want to get an education, and so, you know, we visit that school. Um, so I, I, what I hope that you'll come away with is a snapshot of how the country's doing, the progress that's been made, and and how far there is, how much more there's still to be done. I'm glad you did this because so much was invested in the way of effort, in the way of blood, sweat, tears, and lives, uh, to change the lives of the people of Afghanistan, and to, initially, was to uh, obtain some retribution for 9-11, but then ultimately was to change the lives for the better for the people of Afghanistan. So what I gather, there's there's a sense of, uh, uh, still a sense of hope and, and optimism among many, but there's also a fear of the old days returning. A fear of the old days returning, definitely. And we have, there's a harrowing, harrowing part in the story um, where you see some of those terrible old ways. Uh, you know, it, it happened the week that we were there, the week we were there. And there was a woman in Gore province um, who received a death sentence by stoning. And it's a, it's a horrific story. And, you know, we examine what happened there, too. So you're right. You know, there's uh, we've moved on from those bad old days, but they still always threaten. We're not, we haven't left them that far behind. I admire your courage to go back after what you experienced. I was talking to a few people about what you did and about the program, 16 by 9, 7 o'clock on Global Television tonight in your report. And, and each and every one I spoke with, I'm talking about guys here, they all said the same thing. I would not have had the courage to do that. I would not have had Melissa's courage to go back. And, and where I'd been held hostage for 28 days. Admire you. I felt like it was really important to go back, Roy, because yeah. we've forgotten, right? We've forgotten about the Afghans. And I... And we do I it so quickly, I right? Wanted, I wanted, Yeah, we do. We've moved on. We've moved on to, you know, first it was Ukraine and then Syria. And then we had, you know, we were worried about the Boko Haram, the girls who were kidnapped by Boko Haram. We move on as journalists so quickly. And I... Because of what happened to me, I can't really move on from Afghanistan. I might not ever be able to move on. So, you know, if I don't go, who will? And you go back and you bring credibility because of your experience, all as a reporter and as someone who is held hostage by the Taliban. And you also have credibility on the, with the Afghans on the ground because they know that you know. I'm looking forward tonight to, uh, to seeing the show. I really am to seeing your report. Thanks, Roy. I'd love to know what you think. I'll let you know. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. All the best. Melissa Fung, tonight, 16 by 9. The uh, It's a great public affairs television program on uh, Global TV, 7 o'clock across the country. And watch Melissa's report. Can you imagine that? Being held hostage. It's not a video game, folks. This is real. Being held hostage for 28 days by the Taliban. 
and then going back and doing what Melissa did and reporting on it. It'll be really, really great television, so be sure to watch it.